depending on the time you're tuning into this cast. My name is Kyle Vaughn Williams, and this is Failing in Love. Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to start this show off light before it gets heavy, man. Uh, we're we're, we're going to take a deep dive into not really a taboo topic, topic but an issue that a lot of people just seem to ignore. Uh, one of my favorite books to read is O.J. Simpson's If I Did It. And I know a lot of people, you know, they feel however they need to feel about the whole O.J. verdict. Uh, whether I felt like he did that shit or not, it's irrelevant. But whether he did or didn't, after reading that book, I understand if he did it. After reading the book, I can see that maybe he hired somebody to do it. And then, after reading this, because I've read this book like four times, I can see where she probably brought the shit on herself. You know what I mean? And he didn't have anything to do with it. So, uh, let's get into it. When, when there's abuse in a relationship, believe it or not, women are the primary abusers, not men. Like men, when men are abusive, you know, it's more physical, like them actually striking the woman or choking the woman or uh, sexually assaulting the woman or punching holes in walls and all that crazy shit like drywall Kyle. Um, that, that, that's what men do studies have shown that women are more likely to be psychological abusers and with that abuse and I want this for anybody if, if any of these words jump off the page to you please man just get out that relationship because I was in one like this for four years and it's it's not worth it this ain't it baby this ain't it at all um if your partner is jealous possessive they show controlling behavior they isolate you from your friends and your family they blame others for their problems or their feelings or they show a level of hypersensitivity please fucking leave leave now before shit gets worse and there's a word, like to me, I thought the word was made up a few years ago, but after going through this stuff, uh, gaslighting is real. And what gaslighting is, I can give you an example of it. Uh, gaslighting is if I say to my partner, hey, I'm going to run to uh, Publix to pick up some lunch meat, some cheese, some bread, and some spinach, right? Okay. Four, four simple things, right? And I come back home, and she's like, well, where's the fish at? I'm like, what fish? You said you was going to get fish. And I'm like, no, I, I never said that. And then she proceeds to argue tooth and nail that yes I said I was going to get fish and then she runs off and she cries in like a hypersensitive way 
leaving you to believe, well, damn, maybe I did say I was going to get fish. I have been going through a lot of shit lately. And they continue to do these things. Um, as far as gaslighting, this chick was a gaslight tavern. Shout out to Uncle Tommy. Um, we're going to call her Amber. Because I have a good friend named Robin. And Robin is dope in real life. So I don't want it to seem like I'm putting any shit on her name. But we're going to call this woman who I was in an abusive relationship with. We're going to call her Amber Heard because she definitely shit the bed. Um, I met her in 2015 on a film set. Um, I wrote and produced a film and acted in it. You know, yeah, independent acting and independent films, it, it can be a handful sometimes. And you want someone to help you lighten the load, right? So... I hired her. I seen her profile online. And uh, I was interested in working with her. Her resume was very impressive. And I was like, yeah, okay. She's not really a B-list celebrity. But she can be with my help. Because she definitely has the talent. So, you know, I hired her. And back then, Zoom wasn't really popular like that. But Facebook had the app to where, you know, you can video chat with someone. And, you know, we were talking about what we liked about the script, what we didn't like about it, what she liked about her character, what she didn't like about my character. Let's remove this, let's put this out. It evolved from that to us having dinner via Zoom together. Uh, us just talking about life and love and everything in general and it turns out that uh, her ex-fiance died from cancer and then I shared with her that I'm going through a horrible divorce I was essentially divorcing my best friend and potentially the love of my life so that right there ladies and gentlemen is what da, 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 da. therapists to call that shit a trauma bond you are bonded by something that is horrible you have a mutual suffering and yes the bond has been made so she comes down uh, to film and she's on set and I've seen her you know I've seen her headshots I you know like I said I chatted with her uh, via Facebook on the phone or whatever with a messenger but when I seen her in person I was in awe I'm not even going to lie to y'all, man. Uh, she had this dark, silky smooth skin. And her eyes were soulful and deep. She had a beautiful smile. It wasn't perfect. But like when she talked, you know how Denzel was like, <laughs> my nigga. It was like, it was just something cool about her smile. And then she was wearing a red sweater, which was like, for any of you who know me, red is my favorite color. And these jeans that just caressed every curve she had down to some boots. And again, I got a pretty nice boot game myself, so game recognized game. She was on point. And she was like, Mr. Williams? And I was like, Miss Heard? And I kissed her hand. She's like, ooh, a gentleman united from the South. And we talked about Kentucky and Tennessee, and we laughed. So 
uh, we go and said, man, we're supposed to kiss. And she was like, well, we need to practice that downstairs or something away from everybody else because, you know, you're, you're making me nervous. You're, you're such a handsome guy. I'm like, whatever. Don't, don't blow smoke, lady. She's like, no, seriously. She's like, I get nervous uh, before I got to kiss a guy because, you know, coming up, it was always awkward for me, blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool, because, you know, before I film, I dance. I get, like, super nervous, and I sing a little bit. And she was like, well, can you sing? I was like, I can hit the notes, but I'm not a singer. And she was like, well, I can sing. And, again, we're, like, in this, this basement or whatever, right? And the reverb is amazing. And she was singing, and, like, her voice was so strong. Window, The windows on my car was vibrating. The shit was amazing. So, again, I was in total awe. So, fast forward, uh, my divorce is finalized or whatever. Uh, she and I, we would talk on the phone every day. We would video chat every day. And, again, remember how I was telling you guys earlier how I was reading down on the list, isolation and being possessive. Me and my homeboy... We're going to call him uh, Pimp. We're going to call him Pimp. Uh, me and Pimp was kicking it. You know, Pimp, he, uh, he helped film. You know, that's one of the things that he did. So, you know, Pimp was like, hey, so you and Amber, you know, y'all, y'all kicking it pretty tough. Like, yeah, man, she's cool. She's just in the third. Pimp was always about getting, excuse my language, the bitches. Whenever I want to have a good time, man, I'm going to call up old pimp. You know what I mean? He's going to come through, pull his shades up. Like, all right, so what are we, what are we fixing to do, man? So uh, we went to a strip club. I've never been big on strip clubs like that. But pimp was always good at talking to these broads. You know, drop, dropping a little bit of change. Not tricking, but, you know, probably buy him a drink. Because, boom, all he needed was that conversation to get in the ear. He's got to get them to go, right? So he's like, yeah, man, I got a couple of little breezies, you know, whatever, whatever. And, uh, at the strip club. And here, me being a simp who's infatuated by this woman, I'm like, yeah, man, I'll kick it with you. But I'm not really trying to do nothing with them. But you can bring them back to the spot. You know, we could drink and kick it and, and party and get down how we get down. You know what I mean? So pimp's like, cool, say less. So we are, and excuse the sniffles, in the last couple episodes I've been sniffing, I promise you, I'm not tooting powder or nothing, it's just my allergies acting up. So anyway, so, you know, Pimp's getting them ready to go or whatever, and then my phone rings, it's the Messenger app. So with the Messenger app, you know, I answer it because I'm a grown-ass man. And like, she's like, are you in a strip club? I'm like, yeah, me and Pimp's kicking it, you know, blah, blah, blah. She was like, Kai, I really like you. But I didn't think you was the type of guy to spend your time in strip clubs. I was like, well, I'm not. But, you know, I'm kicking it with Pimp. We having a good time. She's like, look, if whatever we got is going to progress any further, I'm going to need you to leave. Pause. I should have G-checked her right there. Like, look, lady, I'm not going any fucking where. I'm here with my friend, hanging out, having a good time. But me being someone who was recently going through a divorce, having my heart broken, and she fit, she checked every box in my life. You know what I mean? She checked it perfectly. 
I called us an Uber. I was like, Pimp, we gotta go or whatever. So she's on the phone with me the whole time as we leave. And then Pimp's disappointed and he's kinda like, damn Kai, she got you like that, bruh? And I'm like, nah, not, not for real. And he called it. He called it. He was like, next thing I know, you gonna move down to Tennessee. I was like, well, shit, I was thinking about moving out to Atlanta, but Tennessee can't be too bad. He was like, man, just be careful with her. I was like, all right. No, I hear you. So, anyway, uh, Pim get the girls or whatever, but he, he go ahead, he just get a hotel room because, you know, I was on the phone with Amber. And uh, she was like, oh, well, you know, I'm glad you was able to do that and you know, Pimp seems like a bad influence. I've been doing of Pimp since high school. You know what I mean? We weren't friends, but we knew of each other. But when we both got to the entertainment business, we developed an association and then a friendship. You know what I mean? We'd kick it or whatever. And um, she was saying these disparaging things about this man. And I was like, hey, watch your mouth. You don't know him like that. Because, you know, he's a good dude. So then she hits me with the well, my ex used to cheat on me by going to strip clubs and she started to cry and all that shit. I was like, look, I might have banged a few strippers in my day, but I would never be in a relationship with somebody and bang a stripper. But here's what I'm saying to you. We're not in a relationship. We're getting to know each other. And then she hit me with the, so we're not in a relationship? I'm like, what? What do you mean? And she's like, oh, I thought we were trying to build something. That is part one of The Juice is Loose, Kai versus Amber. There's going to be a few more parts, and uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into some of the media stuff. But this is going to, I'm sorry, meteor stuff. And it's going to be like a good hour long, maybe hour 15, because this is definitely... Uh, about domestic violence awareness. You know what I mean? It comes in many shapes and forms. And the only reason why I'm doing this is because I started this podcast like about a month ago, right? One thing you don't do with me, you can say whatever you want to say about me. You're going to have your opinions about me, cool, but I don't care. You know, whatever, whatever. But when you start talking about my friends or my family or even your family that I accept as family, now I'm going I'm to have to set the record straight because... Amber Heard comes from a good stock of people. I mean, some of the best people I've ever met, and I accept them as family, but they are so good, and they sacrificed so much between everything that she and I went through. I seen myself distancing myself from them because it's like, but she is in your tribe. Y'all just accepted me here, but at the end of the day, it, for me... I got trust issues out for this whole situation. Like, y'all have been nothing but good to me, good and fair. But this evil person is always going to be there in the background in some way, shape, or form. And at the level I'm at, at the level of healing, and after everything I had to go through, if she and I were ever in the same place... I don't even know how I would react. You know what I mean? Because you never really know how 
you gotta react when you a true victim and you see the the perpetrator. You know what I mean? Like you 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 see the person who caused so much pain and discord in your life. Read that book, if I did it, by O.J. Simpson. Because Nicole Brown Simpson was doing a lot of gaslighting to the juice. The juice was an asshole. I'm not condemning what, you know, the type of shit he did in the book. But they both, they deserved each other. They both were really fucked up. So that's why, you know, how all these people are like, Oh, O.J. did it, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, well... God rest the dead. And I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that bitch did a lot of shit too to that dude. You know, so it's just like, I hate how it's always the second person that gets caught. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like a ton of microaggression and then someone may yell or say something. It's like, oh, that, 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 we got him. You know, it's kind of like in football or whatever. The two dudes are jockeying for position, the receiver and the defensive back. And then when the flag start, oh, they both do. They both throw up their hands like, it wasn't me. Nah, y'all both guilty to some degree. But I'm just yammering on right now because like all the thoughts of the past that I had with Amber. And here's the thing, like people were actually rooting for us to make it. Like, people would see us as being, like, one of those black Hollywood couples that could have made it. And I'm not trying to have uh, delusions of grandeur, but we were both on our way. Like, she definitely was talented enough to make it. She just needed guidance. And I had the talent and the guidance. I just needed a partner to make my dream come true, and I thought it was her. But I was wrong. You know, but now, like, on social media, we look so happy. I'll never forget. And again, I'm going to wrap it up after this because I don't want to just ramble on. There was a picture that I had of she and I. And we look amazing together. I mean, absolutely amazing. And when the photographer took it, he was like, damn, y'all look good. But what he don't recognize was 20 minutes before that picture... She was cussing me out, calling me everything but a child of God over a dress alteration. Because the dude charged her like $10 more. And I was like, I'll pay it. It's no big deal. And she was going on with the, it's not the money, it's the principle. It's the principle, y'all. That's why y'all getting part one of five or part one of four. However many it takes for this shit to come out. Alright. Like, I know I normally do like a sign-off tag, but I definitely need God to get me through this one because this one's kind of heavy. Alright. Peace.